coming at you. Yeah. It is the night. You're on a Billy Billy Squire <laughs> kick, I see. It was the song I wanted to play the last time. That's so, right, man. Uh, yeah, I picked the wrong one. And then, uh, <clears throat> yeah, you just kind of, uh, you know, once I once I play something on YouTube, then it comes up later on, and a bunch of Billy Squire songs came up. He's kind of like an unforgotten, I mean, he's kind of like a forgotten. Oh, I'll give you a controversial take here. He's Zeppelin before Zeppelin. What do you mean? He didn't come out to like the 80s. I, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. He's way after Zeppelin. Ah, uh, damn it! Because I was gonna say he, <laughs> he's he's a better sounding Robert Plant. Yeah, well, I think that I yes, yeah, so he 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 came over in the early eighties. He's got like a he's got like a smoother Plant back in those days. Plant like got outrageous with it, and he was like moaning and groaning, and you know <clears throat> huffing and puffing. And... With Billy Squire, it's just like guitar riff and. Guy who sounds like Robert Plant. I like it. Oh, yeah. I think that's what I was saying. I think he was, he was one of those underrated guys. I take back my original late. comment. He ripped off Zeppelin, but he did a better job. He's like, um, who was the guy who did the Beatles ripoff that we were doing for last month? What's uh, ELO. ELO? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The better ELO. The better Beatles. <laughs> the better. Well, not better, but refined, right? Like, I'd say better. A refined I sound. The, Dude, the older I get, the. The older I get, the more I appreciate guys like Billy Squire, and the more I hate the Beatles. Yes, uh, I'm telling you, you start to really like those uh, one-off guys that you didn't really think about beforehand, or they probably didn't get a lot of airplay because they didn't work hand-in-hand with MI6 and the CIA to brainwash (laughs) us, right? The Beatles like, no, 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 we'll definitely brainwash all those people. The, The Beatles are just, I like them less and less. You know, I stand I think, by. I think Imagine was probably the most damaging song for this world that's ever been produced. What about the naked sit-in where Yoko Ono and John Lennon didn't leave their bed to protest the Vietnam War for like a month? I didn't even hear about that. You don't know. God, it's see, world, that's why I hate dude, these people. it's world famous. You know, you should look it up right now. It was John Lennon and Yoko Ono. They they did a a bed in, like a lay in in their bed to protest Vietnam, and they invited bed all these ins for peace. Oh you yes, f- and they yeah. rolled in all these reporters, and it was a huge deal. In a fucking Hilton hotel, dude. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh my god. <laughs> It was for two weeks in a Hilton hotel. Uh, You really felt the pain of the soldiers in Vietnam. Well, they had, you know, their heroin dealer was right down the street. It was just very convenient, right? Oh, I'm sorry. They did it twice. Once at the Hilton Hotel in Amsterdam. (laughs) Then they they really (laughs) roughed it, you know, so the solidarity of the soldiers in the jungle of Vietnam. Right. And the next one, they stayed at the Queen Elizabeth Hotel in Montreal. Oh, wow. (laughs) Parlez-vous français? <laughs> Excusez-moi. John Lennon. Get the fuck out of here. You just laid in bed for two weeks. Dude, that is... <laughs> That's not a protest. That is my the best, of the best vacation I ever heard. I have tried to do that every vacation. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Yeah. Definitely John Lennon and Yoko Ono. Laying in bed for two weeks? That sounds fantastic. To be fair, no video games in the 60s, so that must have been a little... You know, you have the bellboy bring you the newspaper for the day, right? And you're with an Asian chick. Asian, you know, Asians don't sweat, so they don't stink. 
There you go. You don't, have to, yeah. you don't have to worry about them stinking after a week, you know? I don't know. I mean, it's it's an outrageous uh, scenario. I thought you knew about that. And, you know, I've never that, heard about this. Man. That's why I love doing the podcast. Dude, that might have even been, like, was he still with the Beatles then? Did they almost do their last album? Or was this... I feel like they were, like, in the midst of White Album or something. Or He disrupted something with, like, Abbey Road and... I don't know. Abbey Road's crazy. Uh, and you, Dude, when this you is listen- bullshit. It was their honeymoon, and they stayed in the presidential suite at the Amazon. I know. It's total bullshit. No, hotel. It's- this picture is them with no, like no. this crazy <laughs> spread of like food. People were bringing them every. Oh, get- if you want to read oh. the uh, state media history, it was a they did it to protest Vietnam. If you want to know the real truth. Uh, they were actually just doing heroin the whole time. I wasn't kidding. It's well known <laughs> that they were just strung out on heroin that entire time. <laughs> it's, this is terrible. You know what they're doing? It's terrible because this still happens today. I don't care what the fuck you say it is. You are literally talking with your fucking uh, PA or PR people, and you're like, how can I make the Vietnam War about me? And you know what I mean? How can I take that attention from the Vietnam War and put it on me? That's why I love guys like uh, Kid Rock. Never even talks about the USO tours he does, but he always goes and visits the troops. You know? Yeah, you are a huge fan of the Kid Rock. And because of many of your stories, I am a huge fan also of the Kid Rock. And, and also, you, ne- you never uh, see him on TV bragging about it, right? You never see like him make a big show out of it. He's just there doing it. With no recognition, not wanting it. That's that's really supporting the troops. When you sit in a fucking presidential suite and you have all the cameras and everything on you, you're not helping the troops. You're just trying to draw attention away from them and make yourself more famous. Well, I gotta tell you, uh, I finished watching finally that Dave Chappelle over on Netflix there, uh, which I thought was fantastic. So you're so you're like full turf now, <clears throat> full on turf. uh the turf red pill absolute great show uh but em and i what we really caught on was how he he really focused on chris rock which i thought was interesting um and uh speaking of rocks but uh did you notice how he made some jokes uh and he included in some stories john stewart and then at the end of the show he put like a montage of Pictures of him backstage and hanging out with all his friends and what have you. And uh, I told Emma, and you know, like, hey, it's like John Stewart and stuff like that. Like, you're not seeing, you know, uh, Stephen Colbert back there or uh, Jimmy Kimmel, you know. And, and you start kind of thinking about like the people, like Dave Chappelle. Remember, he famously walked away from that huge contract and was ostracized for- by Hollywood and. You know, John Stewart got fired from his show on Apple TV and got fired from Comedy Central. And, like, you know what I'm saying? It, it, when you start seeing it, how the, these people's trajectories are going, <clears throat> uh, Adam Carolla and Jimmy Kimmel from The Man Show, two opposite trajectories there. Right now, Adam Carolla, you could go see him uh, in Estes Park. Tickets still on sale. They've been sale f- for, like, months. And uh, the guy... He doesn't sell out, right? You know, he's, he's not part... I just think that it's funny that you see these guys together and you realize that they're the ones that 
probably didn't take the ride on the Lolita Express. Not the one sweating the small stuff and threatening to sue Aaron Rodgers by joking around that they might be on the Epstein list. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. I, I felt so, like... You know, uh, <laughs> did you see that thing between Cat Williams and uh, Kevin Hart? Did you look at the docket? Oh, no, is that on there? Well, oh. I... <laughs> small victories people small (laughs) victories here on the dude man we're just psycho we you know you you just had proof there we don't even plan it Uh, you're talking about ludicrous i'm talking about him with a a cap uh so i have the part where he discusses ludicrous which i love because i'm a tinfoil hat nut job but at the very end he tosses out kevin hart's name and I know Kevin Hart did a whole rebuttal. I watched it on some sort of interwebs uh, channel. And then I also saw Ludacris kind of uh, wrapped back at whatever Cat Williams. Uh, I have the clip of him, but what, what was uh, Kevin Hart? Uh, what was the deal with that? I think it's better with him and Kevin Hart because they're like literally both just short, funny black men. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to take the same roles in Hollywood. Uh, Ludacris is a little different, but Kevin Hart pretty much just said, yeah, it's a game, and he didn't want to play it. I played it. And he's right. I mean, you look, there's movies he didn't want to be in that he was in. There's roles that he played that he didn't want to play, but he did them, you know? Like going to prison with Will Ferrell? or. What is it? Locked up? Oh, get get hard. Get I can hard. just watch that, dude. That's actually a pretty. That's an underrated movie, I just, man. I just toss it out there because the cover's really funny. But yeah, you know, you know, it's underrated I mean. movie, man. You watch it again now. It's pretty fucking. Funny. <laughs> I'm gonna check it out. I'll check. It out. It's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> a lot better than uh, Me Time or whatever that one. Was. Let's go to prison is another movie where white rich dudes go to prison with um Will Arnett. And one I, of the best movies ever made. <laughs> that's one of the most underrated movies ever. I, I, that's they're almost on the same vein. Ever. <laughs> What's that other guy's name? He's married to that I really hot chick. I can't think of it right now. Oh man, uh, that's <laughs> dude. That is one of the best movies. Dude, nobody knows about that movie. Well, they played it a lot. It was like one of those cycled reruns. On Comedy Central back in the day. Dax Shepard. Dax Shepard. He's married to Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. Yeah, dude, that is so funny. For those that don't know the movie, Will Arnett's dad is a judge. Will Arnett's (laughs) like this like spoiled rich kid who's the same like around the same age as Dax Shepard, who's a the the judge dad throws him in jail like a million times. And then he finally gets out and gets revenge by sending Will Arnett to prison. (laughs) So good, dude. Yeah, that's a weird kind of uh forgotten forgotten gem there. <laughs> Shy McBride? I didn't know that was that guy's name. That big black dude? Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I mean, I just recall back in the day before we were really into the streaming, you know, I'm talking late 90s, early 2000s, you know, as young fellas, we would just put on the TV there and watch the reruns. Right, comedy, yeah. comedy Central was pretty good. Uh, you could actually get some good stuff on MTV back in those days, right? Like it was. Um, Emma and I were chatting about at lunch the other day. We were reminiscing on 
TRL Total Request Live. Wow. And oh. how, you know, you'd get home from school and uh, it'd be on right around that time. And the whole premise of the show was so funny. You know, you had uh, all those teeny bopper kids out front in front of the studio in New York Times Square, like screaming their lives away. Remember, and they would have the glass kind yeah, of windows they had their there. Signs up, yeah. It's freaking uh, great, the guy's man. Name? Uh, it was a uh, Carson Daly. Carson Daly. Yeah. <laughs> it would be Carson Daly and the Total Request Live, and <laughs> bands would play there or fake How play. Did that or... guy not get me too. You know right? he was fucking underage girls. Come on, man. It's crazy to think <laughs> about Underage that. girls were throwing themselves at him. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny you bring that up, man. I just had like a real lazy Sunday morning and uh, realized I've been paying for Paramount Plus apparently for like, I don't even know how long. Oh, wow. But, uh, That's where a lot of uh, good kind of modern programming seems to be hitting the scene. No, it's, dude, every show you ever liked, like, 20 years ago is now being remade on Paramount+. Plus. Like, rebooted? Are they refreshing to be Refre- fresh? Oh, refreshing yeah. Refreshing to be fresh, Frank. Uh, so, we uh, we went down the rabbit hole of uh, the challenge. Remember the Real World Road Rules Challenge? Oh, I definitely remember the Real World <laughs> Road Rules Challenge. Yeah, man. <laughs> So, dude, they got new people. They got sh- people from shows I like. Uh, I never heard of Love Island. I can't even imagine. I was just what gonna is. kind of hedge towards in my head, like that's where I could see a lot of these Bachelor Bachelorette contestants heading. Yeah, so I don't know what Love Island, and then there was the the mole, and uh, <laughs> so anybody that's big brother. Well, now that's all you need to know, right? That these are a- C list actors. That's who does oh, the reality no, dude, they're, show. They're not even see. Dude, the one blonde chick with dude. They're all okay. The lips on these girls is incredible. <laughs> you the- <laughs> have to see these women, dude. I mean, what is go? How is that attractive? Horse teeth and balloon lips. That is like what women are now. I don't know, man. Uh, I just watched Nancy Pelosi on Meet the Press this morning. She's going down. Uh, Caesar Romero Joker style <laughs> from the old Adam West Batman. Like she's she's getting close, dude. Dude, the teeth on these girls is they just keep getting bigger and whiter, and then the fucking lips are ballooning out, dude. Like what is? They look goofy at this point. Like the one the one chick, she used to be hot. Now she's got these horse teeth. She can't even close her lips. Oh man! When she closes her mouth, it looks like she's wearing a mouth guard. Well, have you seen the ladies? On Fox News recently, I accidentally flipped onto the Gutfeld last night, and the cat Timph is not bad, right? But she's kind of <clears throat> ozempifying or something's going on there. They gotta stop. They have to stop. There's something but happening. The girls are the are the least of my concerns. You need to watch this show. No, Janine These... Pirio, Piro, Piro. Have you seen? Janine Pirro, is that, am I saying? Um, she's the uh, judge, right? She's on Fox News. She's doing the balloon lip thing. She's uh, getting the the collagen yeah, the injection or whatever you're talking about. Yeah. It's getting outrageous. Carry yeah, on, sir. Uh, <laughs> and she's 72. Like, give it up, dude. You're a judge, a former prosecutor. We love you for your brain, not your fucking lips. You gotta look at Pelosi you know? from today. It's outrageous what she's doing to her uh, face, man. <laughs> yeah, 
she looked fake 10 years ago. I don't even need to see what she looks like today. No, but, but dude, we're watching this show, and I couldn't stop laughing. I mean, these are men aged, I don't know, maybe 25 to 42. Like, all of them but three do not know how to speak English. Wow. I'm not, All dude, right. I'm not, I'm not joking. Very nice. They're, talk, they're saying words that just don't belong in the sentence, and they're saying words that are not English. It's, it's incredible. It's incredible to hear these guys talk. You're talking about um, American guys, fellas, that live here in, in oh, our country? Oh, no, there was a German dude on there. Okay, he was like right. one of the four that could speak the king's English. He speaks real English? Nice. I'm not, I'm not even joking. Oh, God. We're in trouble. Like, I'm talking about instead of... what One guy kept driving me nuts because he kept saying... Uh, he kept saying token instead of taken. Oh, God. And I was driving... I know that shouldn't bother me, but, dude, it was, dri- it, it was driving me up the yeah, wall. Yeah, no, that kills kept- me. That's like something out of, like, a, you know, a J.R.R. Tolkien kind of uh, a Hobbit book, right? Where he's like, I'm, I'm <laughs> taking my second breakfast here, right? Yeah, except he was saying it with a more uh, urban accent, if I could put it that way. I uh, think I follow of, you uh, loud and clear, sir. <laughs> I'm talking Tooken, followed by a lot of I ax you, followed by, like, and then there's one guy, not an urban fella, he was trying to say don't project your feelings onto me, but he kept saying you're prophesizing or I forgot what he was saying. I like that better though. Don't be pro- <laughs> don't be prophesizing on me, bro. And I was like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey, better watch yourself before you start prophesizing on my ass. Alright? Yo, don't prophesize your problems onto me, bro. Okay? Prophesize. Dude, it was I forgot what he was saying, but dude, I'm telling you right now, I was dying. And just listening to these people, because you know how the show is. They go to the quiet, the music's playing. They try to have a serious conversation. The, the guy's saying "tooken" instead of "taken." Oh yeah, you know, uh, dude. It's... I can feel it. And the guy's got fucking the dumbest tattoos and piercings, but every single one of them has the deepest meaning you ever heard of, Frank. <laughs> this... I got this one to represent my ancestors. The struggle. It's like, dude, go fuck yourself, dude. You All can't right. even spell ancestor. So, uh, I gotta ask you, uh, again, did you have more on the Kevin Hart debacle with the Cat Williams? Oh, I, uh, with that one, I just think it's more of a, like, are you willing to play the game? I, I, you know, same thing with, like, Adam Carolla, uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Okay. Then, because uh, I don't think it's more. I don't really think it is. You're fucking the kids. I think it's just. Are you gonna dance with the vaccine when we tell you to dance with the vaccine and tell everybody to take it? Jimmy Kimmel will. Adam Carolla won't. Adam Carolla <laughs> will if he believes in it. Yeah, go ahead. I got the Cat Williams on the Ludacris. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Luda. All right, because we did talk about Ludacris, like, I think a couple episodes ago, which is weird. On a world like this, Ludacris is going to come up. You know what I mean? That's right. All right, here we go. 
Put your tinfoil hats on, people. I do like the uh, insurance commercials. Where they're like, that's ludicrous. And then he shows up. Oh, I, I haven't seen those. <laughs> Did you see the commercial I sent you for the Live Fresh? No, I don't think I saw that one. I, I texted it to you. <laughs> um, so I, all right, what was it here? Um, well, first of all, you saw the, did you see the Lady Gaga one for Nurtech? Or I'm pretty sure Lady Gaga's a man. I'm almost positive about it. Oh, that one. Almost positive. Okay, yeah, it's Kiki Palmer. She's starring in a HelloFresh commercial. It's a uh, black lady. So uh, either way, uh, HelloFresh. Okay, so Emma and I were sitting there watching TV one night, and uh, it was probably a ball game, I'm assuming, and a lot of commercials flowing through. We started... Laughing uncontrollably because it started becoming progressively more apparent with each commercial that there was just no white people, like, at all. Like, (laughs) they were going through fantastical lengths to have no white people in some of these commercials, right? And so there's this HelloFresh commercial that pops up. And uh, we're laughing uncontrollably, right? We're like, okay, this is funny. Woke culture has just, you know, it's gone to the max now. And finally, HelloFresh. Okay, so the commercial opens and uh, the doorbell rings. And this uh, Asian lady, she opens the door and there is a pizza delivery guy standing there who is a fat, uh, bearded, unkempt, lazy, disgusting-looking white dude, okay? And I, I almost jump out of the couch, right? <laughs> and I scream. I'm like, there he is. We got a white guy. That's literally what I said, right? <laughs> I scream this to Emma. And right after I say it, this Kiki Palmer uh, spokesperson for uh, this, this commercial walks into the scene and punches the box of pizza into the white guy's face, and he flies out of the camera scene, and that's it. That is the white guy. <laughs> And the commercial goes on, it's this black chicken, this Asian chick, and Emma and I are dying, man. We are on the floor holding our sides with laughter. It is the funniest thing ever, man. That was it. And then they went back to the game. That was, <laughs> that was the commercial. That was the one white guy I saw in all these commercials. It was absolutely fantastic, man. Uh, yeah, at this, least we still get one role, you know? The one role we get is we get punched in the face with a pizza box, dude. <laughs> And go flying. Like, absolutely flying. (laughs) This dude had four seconds on screen. It was incredible, man. Uh, One of the greatest things I've ever seen. So anyways, uh, back to Ludacris and uh, what have you with Cat Williams. Uh, Again, tinfoil hat crowd. Uh, You're my people. You know why I love it. Let's love it together. This is Cat Williams. Hopefully, maybe, probably not, but let's, you know, indulge ourselves. He's giving us some truths. You related to uh, Luda? No. Um, so there was. By the way, Shannon Sharp can ask if he's related to Ludacris. Not racist, but you and I, right? Com- saying Don Cheadle's everybody, totally racist. <laughs> Double standard, folks. I'm just saying. It's a terrible world. Terrible world. How do you lead off with a question like that? Crossroads where we were both invited to an Illuminati thing. And it had to be one or the other of us, and decisions had to be made. So it was both of us, we were equal. One of us had to cut off all their hair and couldn't do the sideburn thing no more with the points. 
and the next person they said was going to get $200 million because they were going to pay him $10 million a movie to do 20 movies. And that's how the conversation happened. One of those persons turned out to be ludicrous, and the other person turned out to be Cat Williams. Now, one person ended up with a light-skinned, ugly-faced wife that's never done a... Remember I told you that if I say that, it applied to seven people? Yeah. It's part of what they give you. Right, and he's going to... I have a little more here. He's going to say something about the dress. And Dave Chappelle was big on talking about how they always make you wear the dress, right? I, I find this so fascinating. Okay, I didn't get it. I'm not mad about it. How much money did they give Two hundred, sir. Fast and Furious is on what number right Ten. now? Ten more. Two hundred million. I might need to get me one of the more women to look, to look, look the same. That's what they all end up saying at the end of the day. Kevin told you he wasn't gonna wear no dress until they offered him the dress, and then he put it on. And what did he say after he wore it? I made my own decision. Duh. But you didn't make it before they brought it up, did you? So that's why Kevin Hart was so upset. He agrees, right? I mean, like, $200 yeah. million, dollars, I will put on the dress, I will take off the dress, I'll dance for whoever you want. Oh, boy. $200 million. Right, yeah, they always, uh, I guess you get the contract, and <clears throat> I don't know what the dress means. Maybe the dress is a symbol to the world that you played ball, right? Do I have to fuck Bill Clinton? Is that what that dress means? <laughs> You, you get to go to Epstein Island, but you're on the other side. Oh, you're not a guest. Yeah, oh. yeah you were, you're working. That's <laughs> you got to start off as an employee. You know? <laughs> Work your way up. <laughs> Old Billy needs, some, <laughs> needs to have some fun. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of which, dude. <laughs> Imagine you land there in a private helicopter. Somebody hands you a blue dress. You're like, what's this for? Just hear some low saxophone music in the background. <laughs> and he's playing the song Devil in a Blue Dress. <laughs> with a blue dress, blue dress on. Devil with a blue you, dress on. You, you slowly, reluctantly put it on, and as you walk away in your high heels, the guy says, wait a minute. Don't forget the cigar. <laughs> <laughs> and you turn to him and smile and say, it's already in, and give him a wink. Sir, I'm a 577. I was born for this. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's really what it comes down to is, is are you playing ball or are you not? You can be Cat Williams and, you, yeah, Cat, you have your dignity. You have everything, but you don't got that 200 mil. You know, that's the, that's the price. You didn't go to the Bohemian Grove. You didn't partake in... You know, the stuff that Nixon wasn't a fan of, right? Uh, you weren't down with all the Finocchio stuff. I don't know, man. Even then, I'm, I'm starting to get, like, there's so many things. Like, every day, these guys are like, there's this thing going on. Then there's this can't, like, if you're a billionaire, how do you have time to run a country or run a company? You're too busy flying around to different countries, like, drinking blood at one festival, sacrificing a human at another, <laughs> fucking kids on this island. You know what I mean? Like, if I follow every conspiracy, like, these guys are never at work. That's right. They're just eating people. Yeah. Or, or fucking kids. They're staying young forever, man. That's what you do with the adrenochrome. Uh, 
it's funny you say that because in some of the, you know, the Epstein's papers, which it's, everyone wanted some list and we knew it was not going to be this list that everybody was, you know, just, oh, give me, give me the flight log, baby. Uh, but, um, the depositions that were coming out with Epstein, man, you know, one of the maybe more, you know, juicier tidbits to emerge was that Epstein demanded three orgasms a day, and he uh, claimed to one of these, you know, girls who would service him that uh, he needed to have his quote-unquote massage three times a day because it was, you know, genetic and biological. (laughs) You know, like it was part of what made him function correctly, right? He gets his chi, you know, he aligns his uh his chakras by getting his <laughs> his three massages a day, right? It kind of seems like one of those things that's just a matter of circumstances. Like I'm sure you could have like if you were not born a rich massage child <laughs> who has endless amounts of uh prostitutes. Yeah, that wouldn't really be a necessi- necessity for you. If you were just like a, a poor farmer in Montana, you know. What I was thinking, which is kind of what you were implying there, you know. Sounds exhausting, man. Oh, I know. Imagine the chafing. Don't you think, <laughs> don't you think Jeff, Jeff would be kind of tired all the time? He seems like a sleepy guy. Now that I think about it, he would just be always... <laughs> Or he takes a lot of naps or something. How does he recharge? It's crazy. <laughs> I don't know. Plus, I do anything for I do anything three times a day. I get sick of it after a couple of weeks. Right? Don't you, maybe it becomes like too much of a routine, like exercise or you know drinking that like health shake. You know, morning. Yeah, or like if you get into the bad habit of like that midnight cigarette. Any smoker will know what I'm talking about. Where, like, oh, yeah. You wake up in the middle of the night, you just kind of stumble outside, still half asleep, smoke a cigarette, go back inside. And, like It becomes a habit. It's like you're not even enjoying it or getting the full, you know what I mean? <laughs> it, it's more of a chore. That's right. Yeah. It seems like a lot. Well, uh, I got to say, when it comes to the Epstein stuff, nothing burger. Right? We kind of predicted oh, it. Nothing burger free. Come on. Didn't you see it? They mentioned Trump. Trump was in there. Trump's in there. <laughs> I, I love it because all the headlines are two former presidents are in there. Two, know, for, two every, former everyone, presidents. Yeah, we have two former presidents. Yeah. <laughs> but one was mentioned in passing, as in we might go to his casino. The other one was on the fucking plane getting massaged by an underage girl. What they don't mention, they love to refrain from a slight little nugget that Trump banned Epstein from Mar-a-Lago. After 2007, once he was convicted, that was it. They had no relationship or anything. The only time he's mentioned is one girl remembers Epstein on the plane saying, oh, we're stopping in Atlantic City? We should go to Trump's casino. Yeah, and then, you know, during all that, right, Old Slick Willie's listed on there like 50 times and mentioned by like every chick that's ever, every Jane uh, He's Doe getting a blowjob from a 14-year-old while they're talking about maybe going to Trump's casino. Uh, equivalent. Equivalent. 
I went down a rabbit hole, Mike, when it comes down to the old slick willy Bill uh, Clinton there um, that I never really expanded or opened my mind to, which is, I feel almost embarrassed for not being in that mindset, but a lot of evidence out there that uh, what's her name? Monica Lewinsky was actually a Mossad agent working to blackmail Bill Clinton. I don't believe it. You ever seen how hot those Jews are? I just found it to be an interesting potential little rabbit hole. Ah, she's too thick, dude. All right, she was well, thick. I she was, was thick. Okay, well, I told you it was a rabbit hole, right? And I was digging, as I always do, which brought me to... Danny Williams, D-A-N-N-E-Y Williams, Bill Clinton's black son. (laughs) You have got to look this guy up. He has a Twitter account where he boldly, openly declares to the world that he is Bill Clinton's black son. You could easily Google this guy, Danny Williams. Bill Clinton's black son. He uh, has all Danny Lee Williams Jr. He has all these side by sides, and you start to look at it. I don't know. You get the idea, maybe. <laughs> He's the most Bill Clinton-looking black guy you will ever see in your life. No, it's crazy. When you see them, like their portraits next to each other. <laughs> It's a little weird. You start to really question what you're looking at, man. It's <laughs> a convincing photo. It's a convincing photo. Dude, he, but uh, <laughs> this this guy's <laughs> apparently he's unrelenting. Like he's been, you know, pushing this man. He he truly believes he's got like birth certificate timing evidence. His mother's story really aligns with it. Do you remember the movie Primary Colors? It was written by uh, a guy, Klein, if I'm not mistaken, who worked for the Times, and it was a semi-autobiographical film about his experience going along with the Clinton campaign. And There is a little segment in both the book and in the movie where there's an allegation that the John Travolta character who happens to kind of look like Bill Clinton, you know, is being, you know, accused of fathering a black child. Dude, black Bill Clinton, come on. The pictures are unbelievable. <laughs> they are unfreaking believable, man. <laughs> yeah, it's a little crazy, but apparently the blood test ruled out Bill. And then the guy performing the blood test was found dead from an apparent suicide. Three shots. Excuse me. <laughs> also, Danny's mother found swimming in a pool outside Brock Obama's house. Suicide. <laughs> It's so funny, dude. I, it's one of my favorite ones that I've come across in a long time, man. <laughs> well, I've always said Obama was the first black president, not the first one with the jungle fever. <laughs> no, no, it was Clinton. Clinton was the first black one. Remember? Or Jefferson. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I think half of Baltimore is his kids. 
Bill Clinton was so funny. I, I do recall in the 90s, they, they referred to him as the first black president, and he was on Arsenio Hall playing the saxophone. It's absolutely <laughs> unreal when you watch the clip of it. Um, Arsenio also just called him dead. <laughs> <laughs> if you were born in the 80s, Bill is probably your papa. <laughs> This is crazy. Wow. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know. The mom's not. Uh, I, I know. You can't. It's Dude, it's hard to tell with Bill. You can't go based on that. It's not like with um Trump where he's like, she's a dog. You're like, I would never like do that. Like Trump, you can believe Trump when he passes people off because of their looks. With Clinton, you know, I feel like he was just sticking it in anything at any time. Oh, God. He's got like. They show Bill Clinton before he got his teeth fixed. They have the same teeth, like the same smile. Oh, man, it's, no, it's crazy. No, that's what I'm talking about, like, the mom doesn't look really, the kid doesn't really look like the mom. The kid looks like a black Bill Clinton. Not actually even that. It looks like Bill Clinton with, like, a good tan. Like, Bill Clinton <laughs> hanging out in South Florida. his hair lined up. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's crazy, man. Because the features are there, like the eye, the droop on the eye, you know, the eye, the smile, the, the smile, the cheeks. The cheek. Like it's just features that aren't coming. Like clearly, his dad is a white man who at least <laughs> looked like Bill Clinton. Like you got at the very least, it was a Bill Clinton double that fucked his mom. You know, <laughs> I don't know, man. I these days, I told you, I go. After COVID, I believe the conspiracy side more than anything now. I can't believe the normal media. I was talking about this with Emma the other day about how after the pandemic, you know, um, and then the vaccine rollout and the mandates and all the lies and the fact that the media worked hand in hand with Big Pharma and the, the politicians, you know... If they lied once there, then that means they lied before about other things or everything, and they're going to lie again in the future about other things or everything. How can you possibly believe the media ever again after COVID? Yeah, you can't believe them on anything. On anything. And now you look back through time and you think, was I also fooled then? The answer is probably yes. Like, it's absolutely yes. Yeah, I, I, that's what really blows my mind is that people, like, if you watch MSNBC now, you were, you, how do you not feel like an idiot after three years of watching it? They're still lying to you, man. They're still lying. And you're worse the than- reason they're still doing uh, lockdowns. Or the mask. They're bringing back the mask. I, do you... Do you agree with me that we are, we could be at lockdown stage, but I don't think there's any more, they don't have enough of the populace locked into their media empire. When COVID worked because the Trump derangement syndrome was at an all-time high, and they had everybody hating Trump and MAGA, and locked into their TVs and believing the media. They believed the media was honestly telling them the news. And then COVID happened, right? And after COVID, 
there must be a percentage or a chunk of the populace who are just, I, I think you're a bunch of liars. Try to look something up here. <laughs> you, got, you caught me off guard. <laughs> it's because I sent you down the wa- the uh, rabbit hole of the anything Clinton, right? Yeah. The second you mentioned Clinton, uh, you cannot Google Clinton without going down a rabbit hole. It's a, it's a, you know. And it's crazy because it's Google. You think they would have it censored up, man? Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of Epstein, because uh, I was there a little and uh, dipping back and forth with. Bill and Epstein, and they really so badly want to tie in Trump's name, but it's not possible. Uh, I have a quickie, but a goodie. It was kind of getting all the people excited over on the, you know, X, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Megyn Kelly uh, dropped a little ditty to get some clicks and some likes and people listening to her podcast, so I'll... I'll uh, go down it because it's fun, and I love anything Epstein, so let's let's finish it off here. And we're not done with Jeffrey Epstein. I can tell you that for a fact. can't tell you how I know, but I can tell you for a fact we're going to hear a lot more about Jeffrey Epstein in the coming year, uh, and you may be even hearing from him directly. More on that as I'm allowed to tell you. Excuse me? What do you mean? He's still alive. I knew he was still alive, he's man. Still alive. He never died. Come on. Uh, he's in a room with Osama bin Laden. That's right. They're hanged. <laughs> I told you there's this drone footage out there somewhere in the interwebs, and it's Epstein like getting out of a car and hanging out and talking to his landscapers and doing stuff on Little St. James Island, and he's just alive and kicking, and it's allegedly after he supposedly killed himself. I don't think they would kill this guy. I think it's so easy to extract an asset like Epstein. The guy blackmailed so many people. They so blatantly lied about the murder or the suicide. Right. It It wouldn't be that hard to believe they just took him out. They needed to take him out, right? He's again got all the no, info. like took him out of the prison and, and put him somewhere else. Well, I've I contend he's an actor and he did his job. He played his role and got him out of there. I does anybody out there realistically truly believe Gislaine Maxwell, whose father was a Mossad agent, is actually in prison somewhere? Come on, man! I got a bridge. Uh, I got a bridge to sell you. <laughs> <laughs> it was built by Bidenomics. <laughs> so you better buy it fast. It might not be there tomorrow. That's right. It was built back better. <laughs> Bidenomics. Love it. Better than Maganomics. I love how they're trying to run with Maganomics. Wait. Uh, hold on. Excuse me? Yeah, I had to throw that in there. I have not heard this. Is this a kind of Democrat spin to go against Trump? Or is this... Trump. Well, yeah, because 
Well, see, everybody realized how bad Bidenomics was, right? That's so right. So their their new spin is no. Imagine how bad it's gonna be with Maganomics. Oh, I imagine so, it would be a lot like how good life was in 2019. No, Frank, he's gonna tax you and give it to the rich. Really? Tax breaks <laughs> for the rich. It's gonna put more strain on the middle class. Joe Biden, he's trying to build this country from the middle out. Bottom up. <laughs> Donald Trump wants to destroy the bottom, destroy the middle, <laughs> give tax breaks to the rich, to the top. Oh, man, um, they're struggling, and I know they're struggling because the last act of desperation is the ripping of Trump off the ballots. I think we can all agree with that. They tried this atrocity here in, in uh, Colorado, and they're now doing it in your hometown of Chicago and the Illinois. Mike, I got it for you, some local. I hope you love it. Oh, the Constitution and Trump's role on January 6th are behind the objections in Illinois and several other states. And while Illinois' election board must evaluate the objection, legal experts expect the U.S. Supreme Court to eventually hear the issue. When Illinois voters go to the polls to cast ballots for president this year, will Donald Trump be one of the choices? At least five voters from across the state hope not. Following several other states challenging the former president, the five voters... How does it not sound undemocratic to be taking somebody's name off the ballot, somebody that people want to vote for? His the name front is, runner of the opposing party. His name is supposed to be there. People want to vote for him. You're taking away the will of the people. You are defining anti-democracy. Yeah, the, this is, yeah, might as well be in Russia. Uh, fascist says what? Excuse me? Exactly. <laughs> to file an yeah, objection to Trump's nominating petitions in Illinois. Trump incited, participated in, gave aid to the insurrection of January 6th. He cannot now run for re-election. He is barred by Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. By the way, your chick there in Illinois is exactly a carbon copy of ours here in Colorado, Jenna Griswold. They look identical. Oh, they sound identical. They look identical. They have the same beliefs. They went to the same schools. They're part of that. Taught by the same kind of professors. They're both funded, I assume, by that George Soros company. Uh, What is it? The something of Faith Alliance or whatever it was that we talked about. Oh my God! Attorney Karen Letter and the nonpartisan voting rights group Free Speech for People represent the five voters. At the core of objections in several states to Trump's candidacy is Section Three of the Fourteenth Amendment, a provision enacted after the Civil War. But does it apply to a former president? Two very well-regarded originalist scholars published an article arguing in the language of originalism that it applied to Donald Trump. And that's the language that uh, a large number of justices of the Supreme Court speak. Legal scholar Jonathan Maser says the case blocking Trump for the ballot will likely be heard by the U.S. Supreme Court, given that two states have already kicked Trump off. Justices will be faced with deciding many legal questions, including what defines an insurrection, who engaged in it, and does it apply to a former president? Or they may take a safer option. The court has a lot of mechanisms 
um, for avoiding having to make decisions like that. There's something called the political question doctrine. Well, sometimes the court will just say, this is a political question and we don't want to touch it. But objectors insist this is not a political issue. Uh. This is about <laughs> fundamental principles that are set forth in the U.S. Constitution. And while the former president has appealed his removal from ballots, there is no word yet on whether the U.S. Supreme Court will take up the issue. Meantime, the Illinois Republican Party is calling for the petition against Trump to be dismissed. Oh, uh, there's no way it's political. We just want the Republican off the ballot. Come on. <laughs> What's that, Ukraine what? No, don't look at Hunter Biden. <laughs> no, no, our guy did nothing wrong. There's nothing to see here. Oh, man, I love that so much. I've heard this argument everywhere. I've read it in every article. Again, this one hits home, close to home, in fact, because here in Colorado, they don't want me to be able to vote for who I want to vote for. And I'm not saying who I want to vote for. I want the option. You hear what I'm saying? I'm supposed to live in a country where I have any option available. But by stripping yeah, but that's an option you're an authoritarian, away, Frank. How can we <laughs> secure democracy if we give you the option of who to vote for? <laughs> How stupid could you be? One guy wants to end democracy, so I cannot let you vote for him in order to save democracy. <laughs> that's right. Uh, am I the only one speaking English? What's going on? No, no, we're going to end democracy for 2024 to preserve it for the future. Oh, right. You see yes. what we're doing? Oh, now it's starting to make sense. If I give you democracy in 2024, you might vote for the guy that ends it in the future. At what point do I become a turf? I guess is what I'm uh, uh, trying to figure. Oh, okay, longer. perfect. Okay, Out the closet, right. folks. Halfway. The, the minute you watched Harry Potter. Uh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry? Yeah! <laughs> it's a X now. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, wow, they are rebooting it. How much money you want to put on that Harry's a black lesbian? Come on! You know no, it's going to I don't happen. think so, because what's her name? She was like the... She was where Turf came from. You're right. She is the original Turf. Yeah. If I know my definitions, I don't think I do fully. I'm almost to the, to the Call ER. Call her the Turf Hog. The turf OG. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> the Og Turf. Uh, yeah, I like Turf Og. Um, you know, I could see them being forced to do that, right? The, the woke. You're right. She's going to go anti-woke. All white people. She's going to do what George Clooney well, did with that. that uh... She is a lesbian. Really? Yeah, I think so. That's why she's a turf, Frank. God. Oh, to be a turf, you have she's to be a, a lesbian. Well, no, you have to be in a, you have to be a feminist oh. who doesn't because you know most feminists are lesbians. I assume are they? All right. And uh, I grew you, up in the time of Lilith Fair turf lesbians. <laughs> you remember the Lilith Fair chicks, right? They get the hair on the pits. They don't do the bra thing, but they wore the you know the dago tee, right? See the nipples through the shirt. But they weren't into you, right? Because they didn't shower for a week, and they were only into the other chicks who didn't shower. Those are the days, man. Right, those are feminists. Okay, yeah, so she's not gay. She's just a feminist who uh, doesn't believe a trans woman is a woman. So she's a turf. That's what a turf is. And uh, for all us lame folks out there, uh, laymen, if you will, or women, or ladyfellas, I don't want to discriminate there. What, can we get a full definition of turf, please? <laughs> Trans-exclusionary radical feminist. 
You're a feminist who's so radical, you believe not even a trans woman is a woman. Oh, wow. Yeah, man. That got me excited. Trans-exclusionary. You know what? That made me want to tuck it in, strap on a swimsuit, and go race a chick in the swimming pool. <laughs> yeah! But it made me want to strap on my gloves and go jump into the ring and beat the shit out of a woman. Dude, <laughs> I gotta say, are you psycho or what, man? Uh, last night, Emma was getting ready for a trip, and I was kind of busy reading through some stuff, and uh, Rocky... Came on the original Rocky, and I tossed it on. It was in the background, and then we were on the couch, and we started really paying attention about halfway to the three-quarters part of Rocky. Rocky a long flick, especially for when it came out. Yeah. But I got to say, it was around the time where he's, like, waking up and chugging the eggs. You know, and he started, and he, like, has that dramatic scene where he's screaming at the old guy who uh, goes to his apartment to offer him <laughs> to be the manager. And the scene is crazy. The scene, the camera doesn't move, and it, they film the old guy, like, walk up the stairs for, like, a minute and a half. It's the longest scene ever. And all I could think about is how they couldn't make this stuff these days, you know? Like, these long, dragged-out moments. <clears throat> and it's beautiful, a lot of emotion, you know, the the working out, the montage, he's up there, he's cheering, uh, and we're sucked in, right? We're really into it, and I take a look at the clock, and I realize there's about, like, 15 minutes left in the movie, and Rocky's still, like, in the training room right before the fight, like, Adrian, <laughs> they haven't even fought yet! This, two hours, they have yet to even hit each other. It's incredible. The fight scene, 10 minutes. It's unbelievable. That's the whole movie. <laughs> and then they end it. It's, it's so incredible when you rewatch it now, man. Like they, But it's a lot of tension leading up to it. And at the end, like Emma and I were both just, we were, again, captivated, just really pulled into the, the, uh, the moment and the emotion. And uh, Emma turns to me and she's like, is that it? He's just yelling like a retard at the end. And you can't see out his <laughs> eyes. I'm like, yeah, that's it. He's, he's, yeah, it's kind of Adrian. That's right. It's like, that's why everybody loves. Him. He's all retarded. You can't like see. You know, like, looks like Quasimodo. He's all messed up, man. It was, it was the greatest artistic performance of Sylvester Stallone's <laughs> career. It won him an Academy Award, man. Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> Literally iconic. It's incredible. <laughs> the best part is he wrote the movie about him. Not him personally, but he put himself in the lead role, wrote this incredible movie, this journey. He doesn't even win at the end. I know, it's so good. That's he actually loses, <laughs> but he went the distance. No, but that's what bewildered her. And that's what's crazy. I literally had the same answer you just said right there. I said, Yeah, but Emma, he went the distance. He went the <laughs> It was such a great, it's like, it's a great, for every young man, you need to watch that to learn well, dude, that lesson. You know, sometimes it's not about winning, it's just about going the distance. Sports yeah. movies were like that back then. Remember Rudy? He doesn't win the championship or score the game-winning touchdown. He literally just, like, comes in for a play and, like, makes a tackle. Yeah. And then they carry him off the field. He didn't do anything. <laughs> like, nothing happened. He 
made it on the roster, Frank. I know. <laughs> he made it on the roster. <laughs> and then someday he became a hobbit. Was that the same guy? It's the no. same guy. Yeah, no, he's the friend of the the Hobbit. He wasn't even the main Hobbit, unfortunately. But he's Rudy. You know, oh, he's not even Frodo. Not even, not even Frodo. <laughs> <laughs> Rudy should have worked a little harder. I know? know it's classic Rudy, though, right? I mean, th- that's what I'm saying. With the end of the movie, <laughs> not that spectacular. He doesn't really do anything. You know, you know what? You gotta love the '70s and '80s. They really set the bar low. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, hey, just go the distance, kid. Come on, <laughs> just make it on the field, kid. You'll be all right. That's why we love Sandlot. What do they do? They just get the ball back from the dog. That's the whole movie. <laughs> to cripple them, to find our youth, man. <laughs> it wasn't even the right ball. <laughs>